0: This podcast features explicit language and spoilers. To Better Late Than Never, a movie podcast where I invite a friend to watch a blockbuster, a cult favorite, or an otherwise culturally significant film that they've never seen before. After we watch the movie, my guest will decide if it was Better Late, that they've been missing out by never having seen that film, or never. The movie just did not live up to the hype for them. My name is Dave, and I'm your host. And this week, I'm joined by returning guest, Ian. Fan and favorite,
1: w- Ian, I think, uh, is the way to introduce ugh,
0: me. Please, and don't ever interrupt me. And we're watching a movie that he has never seen before. That movie, Ian, is Titanic from 1997. Mm-hmm. What the f- fuck uh
1: i never saw it
0: what the fuck
1: ian it just never happened i how well how
0: have you never seen titanic
1: because you remember the celine dion song from titanic <laughs> yes that was like such uh that was such uh oh ov- like it was everywhere Um, yeah so was the movie you couldn't escape it so I just instinctually rejected it this movie was
0: on TV all the time
1: I never watch movies on TV
0: did you never go to a sleepover no (laughs) (laughs)
1: well I, I did but my sleepovers consisted of playing Dungeons and Dragons not watching movies
0: Jesus Christ! I just don't even. Ple- I mean, you know, uh, obviously the whole premise of this podcast has us watching movies where this is sort of your reaction. But at the uh-huh. same time, you know, we're the same age. This came out at the same point in our lives. Yeah, and I remember how omnipresent it was. It was. I mean, it was everywhere. The- you couldn't escape it. It was just the biggest I- movie of all time, which is what it was. Yeah, I
1: I think I was just like, you know, a hedgehog and curled up into a ball with my
0: armor. Jesus Christ.
1: The other thing I found uh, intimidating was um, at the movie theater, uh, you know, they it it played. There were girls there and I was afraid to go inside. Uh, It played with an intermission. So you'd see everyone come out to have a cigarette or whatever during, you know, halfway through. And I was like. God, that movie's long. I don't want to see that. Has <laughs> an intermission. Right.
0: Intermissions are cool.
1: Well, now I mean, I was what, like fourteen at the time, so.
0: <sighs> i I just
1: I will say, it, uh, in uh, in band, in concert band, in high mm, school, there's uh, a shock. Yeah, we uh, we did we did the song, uh, for our. You know, our spring concert or whatever. Do you know what the
0: song is called? My Heart Will Go On. That's right. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Can you sing it?
1: Far, wherever you are. Yes, I know.
0: It takes me back. My heart will go on. It's like being in the theater for the first time.
1: For the record, I can actually sing better than that, but I was deliberately trying to be funny.
0: (laughs) Oh, (laughs) sure. Yeah. Well, Ian, I also wanted to um, just bring this all back that the reason we're watching Titanic is um, originally the plan was for you to watch the godfather 2 but obviously you are now no longer allowed to watch any more of the godfather movies after you watched the first godfather film on your fucking iphone so you are uh now stripped of your privileges but
1: isn't titanic supposed to be like a visual spectacle as well
0: are you gonna watch it on your iphone absolutely Well, I don't really care as much about Titanic as I do about the Godfather, so whatever. I did consider punishing you by making you do Requiem for a Dream, but we'll see. I guess I just... uh... You
1: didn't didn't want me to actually kill myself.
0: (sighs) No, I kind of did. It was more just that if we did that, then I would have to watch Requiem for a Dream again, and I didn't want to punish myself, so you dodged a bullet there. All right, well, Titanic, so... You haven't seen Titanic. I still don't really understand how. Right. But um, here's a side question. I knew about... how it ended. Well, well, this is this this is the side question. Uh, how much do you know about the actual Titanic? Uh,
1: I know. You know, I've have watched. I know a couple, it sank.
0: <laughs> I've
1: watched a couple. Uh, you know, History Channel documentaries on it. Yeah. Um, so general. Do you know what year overview? it was? 1912. I yeah. thought it was 1912 because I think the very first episode of Downton Abbey, um, they talk about the Titanic sinking.
0: Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I think whatever. No, Nin- you're, you're you're right. They do. That's that's the first episode of Downton because that's what kicks off the whole um, legal problem for them. Right? Is that the heirs die on the Titanic? Right. Yeah. Yep. Good. good or is sh- that the Lucid- good Sherlocking it out? Ah, now I'm think i might be thinking of the lusitania the lusitania was uh during world war one so that right okay yeah, yeah. so it that's have to what be brought after us 14. into the war yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 so you know a little bit about the titanic um yeah you know sort of that cruising it was, a...
1: was different back then too like uh i i kind of like have a little bit of a of a you know, romantic notion of what going on a cruise was like back then. Um, Like, obviously, nowadays, cruises are all about, like, you know, overweight people from the South. No offense to any of your listeners um, who just want to, like, all-you-can-eat buffets and, like, sun themselves on the deck.
0: And also, I mean, it wasn't really like a cruise. It was like a, it was more like a a luxury shuttle. Yeah. You know? There was this more
1: like decorum and, and, uh. Well, I guess maybe we'll see, won't we? Well, I mean, I've seen like clips of it. There seems, you know, everyone is well dressed and observing time period manners, right?
0: Well, you know, certainly the rich people were, but there's those scummy underclass people.
1: Uh, I've never seen clips on the scummy ever underclass.
0: The ones who, as you described, Ian, were from the South, I believe was the term you used? No, you, I'm Ian, talking, the, ab- your, no, your, I'm talking you about
1: it? like a carnival or Disney cruise to the Caribbean nowadays. Yeah, where there's like um, a shopping mall and like a giant water slide
0: yeah and Cirque du Soleil is on deck
1: four right, and like here we are at this foreign country that has you know a uh, 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 rich historical uh you know heritage, but stay on the ship and eat a bunch of donchos.
0: Does the movie have a reputation for you yeah. in any sort of sense
1: so uh this and this is another thing that kind of. I wouldn't say it made me not want to watch it but uh this was the movie that kind of propelled uh dicaprio into like the teen heartthrob status
0: hmm. uh, and so you think leonardo dicaprio is in this movie and everybody
1: knows leonardo dicaprio is in this
0: movie
1: mm-hmm. um okay. and i uh, so i imagine it's uh, you know a good portion of people's first leo movie um but so the first time i ever saw him in a movie was he played a a, a developmentally uh challenged uh kid in what's eating gilbert grape johnny yep. depp film and i was like who is this guy this guy's the best actor ever i thought he was fantastic from like you know the craft of acting like and then he came out in this and like i was like oh now he's just like a teeny bopper idol he's sold out man a little bit yeah i mean my view of the world's a bit different now so like i wouldn't think that at my age now but when you're like 13 14 it's a little
0: different uh do you know anyone else who's in it uh
1: kate Blanchett, uh <clears throat> kate winslet
0: hmm
1: interesting uh they're the two you know i've seen the scene of i i don't know what they're doing but it, i guess he crucifies her on the bow at some point
0: <laughs> he crucifies her on the bow
1: i've only seen the clip i don't know where it goes but uh, <laughs> okay i can only assume that's what happens <laughs> um, uh. and speaking of underrated actors kathy bates is in it mm. and i just have to say that i love kathy bates i think she is one of the most underrated actresses ever like i think, really? she, i think she should be talked about in the same category as like meryl streep and uh, what have
0: you liked her in
1: misery mm-hmm. um uh, about, Name another one about schmidt
0: Okay, she was
1: good in it. Uh, yes. The um, the HBO show uh, uh, Six Feet Under. You know she's she she's really good at the sort of character actress role, right? Totally. Yeah, I I think she's fantastic. Can you think of anyone else who might be in it? I have no idea who else is in it. Do you know who directed the movie? Yes, Cameron. Right, because he only does really really expensive long visually stunning but artistically crappy
0: movies right well what else do you think james cameron has made
1: i was thinking of avatar it was yeah i mean obviously
0: but he's made other films yeah um i can't think of the
1: word to describe him just the thought is just seems unobtainable right (laughs) now. (laughs) (laughs)
0: oh my god well um other than the shot where leo crucifies kate winslet on the front of the ship Mm. can you think of any shots from this movie that you might be expecting
1: yeah uh so i uh, the end uh or i what i assume is the end um where they're all in the water um because do you know the show news radio i do with uh that kids in the hall guy uh -hmm. what the fuck is his name david dave foley Mm
0: -hmm.
1: right there was an episode of news radio where they kind of did a a bit of a spoof on on a a scene where you know he's in the water and the girl i forgot i forgot who the girl was yeah um, she was on like a, a wooden plank, and like he just popped out of the water, and they started talking. And he asked if there was any coffee, and she said, "No, there's there's no coffee." And then he said, "Oh," and just <laughs> let himself sink into the underneath <laughs> and die.
0: Never mind then.
1: <laughs> Something oh. like that. I'm sure I butchered the scene, but
0: that was a good show. Yeah. Any th- any other any other shots? Any other scenes? um i mean come on this, i mean this, this, this i, so I recall
1: seeing bits of the actual you know
0: sinking does it does anything happen during the sinking is there anything that happens to the ship that you might remember it
1: breaks in two but i don't think i saw that in the movie i think i hmm. just knew that from because this is a real historical
0: event yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes it is um okay okay cool any any quotes are there any lines of dialogue that you think you might know are in this movie no i actually can't think of any particular quotes nothing that maybe even like might have to do with the crucifixion that you were describing earlier uh forgive them father they know not what they do (laughs) i mean it would you know really apply to the way the movie ends wouldn't it
1: no, yeah, no, I I know just for people who don't understand sarcasm, I know that she's not actually being crucified. Uh she's like pretending to fly, right? Because of the wind, it feels like you're flying. Um and You know I'm cutting
0: this out, right? What your attempt to uh <laughs> explain this. I'm gonna make you sound like an idiot. <laughs> okay. But no 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 like no i can't think of any particular
1: lines no yeah okay if i when i watch it i'm sure like there'll be one and i'll be like oh yeah i knew that i forgot about it i just can't think of it at the moment
0: yeah i mean you never like you know even though you didn't watch you don't you say you don't watch movies on tv very much like you don't like channel surf and just like come across it for a minute
1: never hmm not this movie
0: hmm all right well um I guess those are all the specific questions that I have. Do you have any other predictions that you're coming in with that you want to get down on record before we watch the movie?
1: Well, I don't think I'm going to like it.
0: Really? Why not?
1: Because I've seen Avatar. Mm. So basing it off of that, (laughs) I feel like Mm. it will be uh, incredibly overrated. And that's why I'm referring to it as a movie and not a film. Oh damn. Um this is not so much a prediction but I'm interesting I'm interested in seeing how they tell the story of the uh you know the non-wealthy people um and their their ab- ability to get lifeboats and right um that inequality um I I wonder if there was going to be any, like, racism. 1912? There's got to be a
0: bunch of racist shit in there, right? I mean, will the movie even offer the opportunity for that? I don't know.
1: I could imagine people in the crew not being white and, you know, Mm -hmm. someone, Mm -hmm. their boss, you know, calling them slurs or something. Sure. Um, I also, I predict that the actual sinking of the Titanic will be a very small portion of the movie itself.
0: Really? I okay.
1: don't, I don't envision it being like, you know, like a 45 minute of like chaos and, you know, people falling into the water and like, you know, like, like a game of Thrones w- war episode. Where the whole thing is action,
0: yeah. I I yeah.
1: I kind of think it's going to be mostly the um, the bullshit love story, and then twenty minutes of everybody dying.
0: Hmm.
1: Okay. Um, how many life lifeboats are there? Like three.
0: <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. Well. <clears throat> You'll find, out, you'll find out in the actual movie, Ian. Um, if you don't have any more predictions, I think we're about ready to launch into this uh, eight-hour beast of a film. Um, the only thing I'm going to request is that uh, you sing us out. Near, far,
1: wherever, wherever
0: you are.
1: Yes, I know.
0: That my heart will go
1: on
0: This is the part where we're watching the movie And now it's done And so, we're back So, uh, first questions first, Ian What did you watch the movie on?
1: uh a mixed devices oh yeah i watched uh, a good portion what of it the on my phone which the fuck look i have a, like the type of iphone that has the bigger screen all right it's this is titanic yeah i didn't see anything about it that Really made the uh, that would have made it like I lost something in the smaller screen.
0: So you watched The Godfather on your phone, and then we came back and you watched Titanic on your phone too.
1: No, after I talked to you and you reprimanded me, rightly I, so. Yeah, I watched the rest on my television.
0: Fucking. Thank God. Jesus. It's and Titanic.
1: I know. And I actually had the, the immediate comparison to work with, and there was no difference as far as the experience that I had.
0: There was no difference.
1: And the part that I watched on my, on, on my TV was where most of the action was, and I still didn't see much of a difference.
0: You didn't see any difference well, watching Titanic. Titanic on your I, phone versus your TV.
1: I didn't experience it in any more uh profound way.
0: You're the worst person I know. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um so I don't know about you, but my experience on this so I it's on TV all the time. So I've seen, like, bits and pieces of this movie, like, constantly since it came out. But I don't think I'd actually sat and watched it from beginning to end since the first time I saw it in theaters when I was, like, 13 or 14. And I gotta say, I thought it held up really well. This movie is genuinely good, I it was, think.
1: It, it was a good movie, yes, I agree.
0: I On this rewatch, I was, like unironically I am liking this so
1: I I liked the story
0: yeah I really dug it so you you also liked it yeah
1: yeah I thought it was a good movie do Mm. I having seen it would I have guessed that you know at one point it was the highest grossest highest grossing film of all time and it had so much hysteria over it no I wouldn't have thought that but I did think it, it was a good movie
0: well, here's the real question, though. Did you cry?
1: That is why I'm holding back. Because I went in there fully expecting to cry. Which, by the way, isn't a difficult thing <laughs> uh, to, to get me to do.
0: Because you're um, a girly, wimpy, wussy pussy y- man?
1: Yes. Yep.
0: Yeah. And uh,
1: I didn't cry.
0: You didn't cry? No. You didn't cry at Titanic?
1: No. And I... I mean I've cried during commercials before.
0: So like oh uh, uh, you mean like that Visa commercial voiced by uh, Morgan Freeman? I think I did
1: cry at that. Yeah.
0: Oh <laughs> that one's a real tearjerker. Well, I I am I am shocked and disgusted. I'm going to reiterate my previous point that you're the the worst person that I've ever met.
1: Not as bad as whoever is the safety officer of the titanic
0: who oh, historical diss uh-huh. yeah that guy or, piece of or, shit
1: or that, that other ship the california or whatever, the one that was like 4 miles away and saw the flare and just didn't do anything
0: uh, it's the Carpathia, and no, that's not what happened. They said they were making, no, they no. were coming as fast as they could, and they were four hours Th- away. This
1: isn't in, in the movie. During the actual event, there was a ship, I believe, called the California. The Carpathia was the one that picked them up. Called the California, that was very close and just ignored the the SOS signal. Really? Yeah.
0: Holy shit. Yeah, well, if that's true, then yeah, those guys are real pieces of shit. Why would they do that?
1: They had some, like, bullshit excuse, like, oh, they thought that that flare was just a um, identification thing, not a call for help.
0: I'm on the Wikipedia page for the actual disaster. Roll of the SS Californian. One of the most controversial issues examined by the inquiries was the role played by the SS Californian, which had been only a few miles from the Titanic, but had not picked up her distress calls or responded to her signal rockets. Um, They had warned the Titanic by radio of the ice, which was why they were stopped. Yeah, Um,
1: so they warned them about the ice and then saw them... Use a distress flare and didn't put two and two together.
0: Yes, but it says here that um, the Titanic radio officer had rebuked them for warning them about the ice. So, so, in a way, the Titanic kind of got what it deserved.
1: So, you let them die because they were rude to you?
0: Absolutely. <laughs> Eat the rude, Ian. Eat the um, rich
1: more like
0: it yeah well i guess we'll get to all that but um so before we launch into talking about the movie we'll do a little bit of background so here's the thing about the uh the making of this movie which is that um james cameron had the idea to make this movie not as something he even really wanted to make as a movie in its own right but more just that James Cameron as you probably know by now is obsessed with shipwrecks and yes. he wanted to find a way to basically like trick a movie studio into funding his expeditions down to the Titanic so oh, he's really? like I'll write a movie about it.
1: I I knew he just wanted to get uh footage of the Titanic but I didn't know that that was that was part of he was trying to dupe the studios into paying for it
0: i mean dupe yeah. is probably a little heavy but he was like i want to go check out the titanic i'll write a movie about the titanic and then they'll fund me going down there and that's why that's we a have a pretty the movie.
1: slick move actually
0: yeah 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 it worked out for him um and so yeah and so like all that like footage and the framing story uh is you know real shit that he got funded because that was his initial idea were you surprised by the way to find that there was yeah, a huge framing story in this yeah already that movie com- yet?
1: i had no idea that it was going to be a retelling i thought it was going to be a pure period piece from beginning to end
0: yeah um, i know i'm I, not sure if that adds anything to the movie
1: yeah probably. i kind of i kind of think it might have been a little bit better as a pure period piece
0: yeah, I mean there are a couple of good moments that work with the the framing story that we'll get to, but I think, you know, you could you basically gain like half an hour by cutting it out. So gain
1: half an hour and then you know the audience doesn't know if Rose survives or not.
0: Mm. Totally, totally. Well, anyway, so the other thing about this film that I'm not sure if you knew was that um before it came out, people were actually predicting that it was gonna be a huge flop. It, like the sort of the the expectation was that it was gonna be a disaster. It was,
1: it was gonna really sink at the box box
0: office. Dude, critics were loading those puns up like you would not believe. I'm sure they were polishing those Titanic puns so hard, getting them ready, but they ultimately didn't wind up getting to use them um uh, part of the reason why it wasn't anticipated to do well was um number one the shoot was incredibly troubled um so james cameron kind of has a reputation for being a little bit difficult uh as a director kind of maybe being
1: he's a total asshole i thought Yeah,
0: yeah basically um so you know as you saw there's a lot of like really difficult stunt work involved this movie involving a lot of water effects which is really difficult to work with and the water is of course like freezing ice cold water
1: so how did how was any of that cgi
0: i mean there's a shitload of cgi involved and like getting into the cgi of the film is like a whole other thing yeah. that i i like we could spend so much time on and i don't want to like get too yeah. into that but but a lot of i mean also, just, like, a ton of practical stuff, with, especially with the water. And the thing about working with all that is that tons of people were, like, getting sick. They were, like, just getting illnesses or, like, even kidney oh, infections from being in the water so much.
1: I did hear a rumor that uh, at one point uh, someone spiked the soup at, the, at craft services with some sort of drug.
0: Yes, and <laughs> at, there and was it'll... an incident at a, 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 they were rapping at a location and someone spiked the clam chowder <laughs> uh, with PCP. <laughs> what is, I, what is PC, is that, uh, is that meth? Uh, I, No, it's not meth. I mean, I've I never done it personally.
1: No, so. I, I don't even know what it does to you. Like if, it, well, if it's a... my
0: my only knowledge of what PCP does to you is from like, you know, sort of like the cops perception of PCP, which is that it makes you like flip out.
1: Like bath salts.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's the old school bath salts. I mean, it doesn't from reading about it, it doesn't seem like the people in the cast had that kind of reaction to it. The interviews I was reading, they were basically like described as being kind of, like, high and drunk at the same time. But, you know, uh, not intentionally. That sounds unpleasant. (laughs) Yeah, especially, you know, when you're not thinking you're going to be. So, yeah, yeah, a a shitload of people got high off of PCP at this thing, including James Cameron and Bill Paxton. (laughs) Yeah. Which is insane, did they ever find out who did it? No. Hmm. But like what a dick thing to do, too. Yeah. Especially
1: if like someone had some sort of health condition or they could have actually
0: Oh, I know. Been
1: seriously hurt.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's one thing to spike the clam chowder with something fun like ecstasy, but PCP? Yeah. Not cool, dude. Mid-
1: um. Or or using it, amphetamines so that the crew works harder
0: yes exactly or as a reward like if you put in 80 hours this week I'll give you a kilo of cocaine Yeah, yeah. Um, but also uh, getting back to Cameron uh, and his reputation as a tyrant uh, Kate Winslet was sort of like talking about how it was working with him she said uh, that she was genuinely frightened of him sometimes and uh, she said that she wouldn't work with him again unless she got a lot of money <laughs>
1: Did she ever work with him again?
0: Uh, no, except she is slated to be in these new Avatar films that are supposed to be coming out. What, so, are
1: there, is there like a, a specific anecdote? Like, like, he just screams at people or?
0: Yeah, you know, I mean, there were a few I read about that where he was just basically like, he's a super perfectionist and was like screaming and yelling at people and like, you know, working people like dogs and, um, you know yeah. that that kind of stuff. Uh, she, when Kate Winslet, got injured. She like uh, apparently chipped a bone in her elbow, and was like, you know, not having a great time with all the freezing water. And he was still mm-hmm. basically being like, "Get the fuck in that water!" <laughs> you know. So
1: yeah, I I don't know. I I'm kind of on his side with that. Like to, it's a monumental undertaking to get a movie exactly right according to your vision. Like well, you don't well, want not- to fuck around.
0: Yeah, I know, but it's not the first time where this exact conversation has come up where it's this um, how much of this behavior are you willing to accept when the end result is, you know, great art, you know, like people are always like, oh, yeah, but, you know, the, you know, he's a huge dick and he's a perfectionist, but then the end result is you get Blade Runner. So, you know. He's a he's an artist. He's a visionary. Yeah. You've got to accept you, that this behavior is just how you get that. And it's like, yeah, I see that. But at the same time, it's like, you know, you've seen all these stories coming out of Hollywood about how that yeah. attitude gets abused.
1: Yeah, remember the thing with Christian Bale? Yeah. Yeah. See, so like that specific example, I was kind of on Christian Bale's side.
0: <laughs> well, see, this is why you're the worst person I know
1: it's really hard to to find that moment and where you feel confidently in character and to have that disrupted unnecessarily I, I think I would flip my shit too
0: and I understand that it's stressful making a movie and like you know it's really intense and you can lose your shit but at the same time it's like I don't know just don't abuse people like yeah. I, I don't approve of being a dick like that Yeah, but I don't know You know, a lot of money got made, so I guess it was all worth it.
1: Anything is worth it if a lot of money gets made.
0: That's always been my attitude. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, speaking of a lot of money getting made, uh, they didn't think a lot of money was going to get made because um, the movie ran way over time shooting, and it also ran over budget, and this was a movie that already was like, it had a huge budget to begin with. It uh, wound up costing $200 million to make.
1: That includes everything, like actor salaries and
0: Yeah, uh, but I don't think it includes marketing. Okay, uh, which is uh, accounts for a lot more. So you know, we're talking like a major investment, and then post-production also went way, way over time, like months over time. So you know all of this, th- these are things that are usually huge red flags that a movie is going to tank. Yeah. And you got to think too this is probably just a few years removed from Waterworld. Oh god. You know? Yeah. So a- the another most underrated water-based. movie
1: of all time.
0: You you are just ter- you are terrible today. What is the opposite of being on fire? You're all wet. <laughs> you are all wet today.
1: No. I I I saw like 15 minutes of
0: Waterworld and then stopped. Oh, it is bad, my friend. Well, anyway, so because it was so overtime and over budget, um, everyone thought that this movie was going to tank. And there's all of these um, sort of like myths about, you know, the arguments that Cameron was having with the studio, up to, uh, including this not I, – I think it's true, um, but I, got, I read some mixed things about it, which was that Fox was panicking, and they wanted to cut about an hour out of the movie. And Cameron just flat out refused. He was like, You have to fire me to do that. And he offered to forfeit his salary and his share of the profits. Oh. And Fox said, Fox declined. Oh. They're like, Because they didn't think there would be any profits.
1: Man, that's a bad business move on both of their parts.
0: Right, but the thing is, too, is that they, so they declined because they didn't think there would be any profits, and then, again, unclear on the truth of this, but um, apparently later, when it did work out to being really successful, they then tried to hold him to that, and he was like, you declined, you said no, Yeah. so give me my fucking money.
1: Yeah, well, that Um, also kind of implies that he didn't think it would make much money either, if he was willing to forego that,
0: right? Yeah. Uh, In fact, I have a quote from him right here, which is that he said, we labored the last six months on Titanic in the absolute knowledge that the studio would lose $100 million. So, yeah. And up to that point, it was the most expensive movie ever made. And if you do the math, it actually works out to being about a million dollars per minute of screen time. Well, so, uh, we were just talking about James Cameron. Uh, let's talk about him a little bit more as a director and as a writer, because he wrote this too. Um, Ian, what do you think of James Cameron, the director and writer?
1: So I have never seen a movie as bad as Avatar.
0: Whoa, really?
1: In terms... and in, in, Okay, so I'm talking about dialogue and a little bit of plot, but mainly just character development how they communicate with each other the words that they use the dialogue um stuff like that so that that was that was total garbage as a spectacle yeah it was cool awesome you know
0: did you think um, the dialogue was bad in this
1: no i was expecting it to be bad though and i was i didn't think it was you know amazing but it was not bad. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was, so I was pleasantly surprised there.
0: Yeah. I mean, are you a fan of his other films?
1: I never really got into the Terminator. That was him, right?
0: Yeah. Let um, me, um, let me run you through them. All right. So theoretically his first movie is a movie called Piranha Two: the spawning. Mm-hmm. Uh, a film which is available on YouTube at the moment. So I watched it the night before, uh, we, we did this podcast. Uh, it is trash. Um, but, uh, he says that he didn't really make it. He says that he was, he worked on it for two weeks before he got fired and replaced, but they left his name on it. So, uh, he considers his first movie to be Terminator. Uh, he also did. Aliens, The Abyss, Terminator 2 and True Lies. Then
1: ali- Aliens meaning the second ali- one. Okay.
0: Aliens plural. Uh so that's what he made up until he made Titanic in 1997. So this After- was
1: really his like his major like I am a legitimate director cuz Terminator wasn't really it was just like an action flick, right? that was thought of oh no
0: I mean think about what those films I mean like Terminator was considered like a a good movie and then Aliens is considered uh, by some one of the greatest sci-fi action films ever then you've got Terminator 2 which is also considered one of the greatest action films ever and then The Abyss has its fans and The True Lies is like you know good like he was considered a very good director already okay but then you know titanic comes out and it's like biggest movie of all time
1: well and i then... guess this is more him as an artist right or not in a fantasy world i should say mm-hmm.
0: i guess well true lies is pretty uh real world i don't which is that
1: which one's true lies
0: it's the Schwarzenegger Jamie movie Lee Curtis. with uh, Jamie Lee Curtis uh, yeah, 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 and yeah. Eliza Dushku. So, is
1: that the get to the chopper?
0: No, that's Predator. Oh. Um, t- uh, True Lies is you're fired. Mm-hmm. Or is it? I think so. That's when he shoots him out of the Harrier jet. Um, after Titanic, um, he made a couple of documentaries like – Ghosts of the Abyss and Aliens of the Deep, but then he didn't make another like movie movie until he made Avatar in 2009. But what I think is interesting is that he makes Titanic, which is the biggest movie of all time, and then the next movie he makes becomes the biggest movie of all time. That's pretty cool. It ain't bad, right? Yeah. yeah. No. Well, So anyway... Forget about Jim Cameron for a minute. Let's talk about the cast of this movie. So, Ian, you were correct. Leonardo DiCaprio <laughs> is, in fact, in Titanic. I love Did you think him. he was any good? Yeah. Oh, you no. like him?
1: Yeah, yeah I, thought, I thought he was very good. Um, yeah, he's charming. Not much to say. I mean, he's good in everything he does. So.
0: Everything? I
1: can't think of, even if he's in a bad movie, I still like watching Leonardo DiCaprio.
0: Mm, so, got a real, a real Leo head, huh? Yeah. Well, speaking only for myself, I am a much bigger fan of his co-star, one Kate Winslet, who played Rose.
1: Yeah.
0: I, oh my God, she's so hot in this movie. She
1: is so fucking hot in this movie.
0: And, I mean, she still is, and still is gorgeous, and she's a phenomenal actress, but also, damn, she's so hot. Yeah. Obligator- I love Kate
1: <laughs> Obligatory, uh,
0: you know, men
1: uh, objectifying the female star.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yes. But also, I mean, you know, I also like her because she's the star of my favorite film, which is Eternal Sunshine. But that would come later she by the way also she lobbied really hard to get this role she like fought tooth and nail to get it she was like pestering james cameron like a lot trying to get the part and i'm not usually the kind of person who like feels comfortable with that kind of like aggressive self-promotion yeah but like hollywood if you're ever different. gonna do it do yeah. it for this one yeah because <laughs> it paid off you know
1: yeah she 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 could live off of this movie for the rest of her life
0: i know right um so you've got billy zane as cal such a dick oh my god
1: uh, he was awful
0: i know uh david warner is in this he's the uh he's the thug
1: the thug
0: yeah cal's uh cal's boy his his valet yeah the pinkerton bill paxton isn't it as the the main guy in the frame well, story?
1: It was it was the mid to late nineties, so I think all movies had Bill Paxton in it.
0: Or right Bill then. Pullman. Yeah. You Bill had Ma- to have a Bill in it. Yeah. And also James Cameron loves Bill Paxton, so
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, um and then we get some uh historical people. So Kathy Bates, you were right, in this movie.
1: I love her too. I l lo- like even when she's in bad movies, I still like watching her.
0: Yeah. And a few I, other cool people. So uh, Victor Garber, a uh, star of stage and screen, plays uh, Thomas Andrews, the guy who built the ship. I like I like Victor Garber. But the, the main person I wanted to ask if you recognized was uh, I wondered, Ian, if you recognized Bernard Hill, who played Captain Edward John Smith.
1: I recognized him. But I couldn't I'd never figured out from where. But it was one of those things that was driving me insane throughout the entirety of watching it. And I kept on thinking Game of Thrones, but then I couldn't put my finger on it, on who he was in Game of Thrones.
0: Ian, you know him from the throne room of the Kingdom of Rohan. Ah! He is Theoden.
1: Yes! Yes! Yeah. Oh, son of a bitch!
0: Yeah, that guy's awesome. So, anyway, well so that's the cast uh, and I guess this would be a good time to start talking about the actual film. So the movie begins. And that music starts and I got to say so the song, the, the 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 song and the music from this film has lost a lot of power from being overplayed and we made fun of it. Mm-hmm. But you know what? It's a good song. There's
1: a reason it's overplayed.
0: Yeah, it still it has a lot of power, and it still does. And I and so I gotta say, the second it started playing when the movie started, my eyes started welling up a little bit, just like some real Pavlov dog shit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like I, I just started getting like, oh no. <laughs> And so then we immediately launch into this framing story and I was, yeah, I was curious if you, if you realized there was going to be one. Yeah. Yeah. Totally by surprise. Yeah. Um, I do love Bill Paxton though. And so, uh, we meet old Rose. Did you like old Rose? I
1: mean, I, I didn't like the framing story generally. I, I thought she was fine and I liked her as a character. Like, um,
0: I thought she did a very good job with the voiceover, actually.
1: Yeah, I thought she did. She did excellent at the job she was given.
0: Yeah, uh, um, her name is uh, Gloria Stewart, by the way. Yeah, yeah.
1: my issue is more her existing at all.
0: Yeah. Um. So anyway, so in the framing story, uh, Bill Paxton is basically a treasure hunter slash grave robber who's uh, poking around in the Titanic because he's looking for this diamond called the Heart of the Ocean mm-hmm. that he thinks is on the ship. Yeah. Um, and so there's also this cool moment too where um old rose uh sees so they don't find the diamond but they find this sketch uh of a naked rose wearing the diamond and it goes on tv and old rose sees it on tv and she calls him up and there's a cool moment where she's like have you found the heart of the ocean yet <laughs> and bill paxton's like all right, lady, I'm listening. It's a yeah, pretty cool, yeah. good moment. Uh, so they fly her out to the ship, and um, they show her this animation of what happened to the Titanic, real quick. And I like how basically it's an excuse to use, like, what I assume were like pre-rendered special effects for the movie to give us a quick rundown of what we're gonna be watching later. Yeah, I was like, wait. Nice way to reuse resources there. Um, and so she starts telling them the story of what happened because they're like, all right, well, this lady might know where this precious diamond is. And I guess we have to listen to her long rambling story. Yeah, I, first. Thought,
1: I thought Bill Paxson was going to end up being a bad guy.
0: Because um. <laughs> he's a grave robber, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he doesn't wind up being in it long enough to be much of a bad guy. right? Um, but so, uh, I marked the time too for when the movie actually starts and it's like 20 minutes in. Mm. And so there's a nice shot of the, uh, busted, rusted, broken down seafloor Titanic turning into the real thing at the docks. What did you think of this first shot of the ship seeing it in all its CGI glory? I mean... Basically, what I'm asking is, did how did you feel about the special effects in this movie? Because it's from 1997.
1: Yeah, no, I think the special effects were pretty seamless. Yeah, um, I I thought they did a fantastic job. Like, yeah, I thought, they looked good I on your I iPhone. Was, I thought I was. Yes, they did. I thought <laughs> I was looking at a real ship.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. You know, I was watching. I was like, you know, this movie's over 20 years old now, and I was like, these special effects really hold up. Yeah. I watch movies now that look worse. Agreed. And and movies with a lot of money behind them. Yeah. You know?
1: So, I mean, uh, it was a very large boat.
0: Yes, it was. Yeah. Um, We can just end the podcast there. (laughs) It was a big boat. says Ian. (laughs) Um, So, uh, there's a shot. So... In this first shot, they're trying to show all the hustle and bustle of the docks and, like, the Titanic as it's being loaded. And immediately, the very first shot is uh, you see it's being loaded up with this old-timey car. And now, uh, it wouldn't have meant anything to you on your first watch through, but to me, watching it on this rewatch, the only thing I could think when seeing that shot is, oh, there's the car they'll be fucking in later.
1: Yeah, I didn't even notice the car being loaded in. I don't
0: think. You'll, you'll notice it oh. the second time. Because <laughs> I don't know. It's, it was just a funny thing. I, was, I noticed it. It's just like, there's the car. Oh. But anyway, and so then another car pulls up and out steps young Kate Winslet in all of her gorgeous glory. Oh. She looks great. And she is with her prick- fiance Cal who's this rich asshole you know I don't want to jump to any conclusions but I get something of a sense that James Cameron does not care for rich people
1: well and he he was pretty good with uh Kathy Bates's character
0: Uh, she's new money
1: yeah no I mean I don't know what kind of upbringing James Cameron had so I'm not sure, but yeah, all the rich people were terrible.
0: Like, yeah, and he hates corporations too. If you look at uh, Paul Reiser and Aliens and all the people in Avatar, yeah. like,
1: yeah. Which and you is know what
0: hard to blame him.
1: Yeah, and uh, that that brings us to uh, the the thing that I really liked about the movie is they made the sort of uh, differences, you know, in the social order, you know, a very large part of the
0: movie and yes
1: I, I i thought that they would whitewash over it
0: yeah no but that—that that is a huge part of the movie there's a yeah. ton of it
1: yeah so i was quite pleased with that
0: yeah yeah good and actually you get some of that right here which is that um kate winslet and cal just walk right on the boat whereas yeah. everybody else has to go through in a rather uh timely to our moment right now they have to go through that rather invasive health inspection before they get on the boat
1: right yeah
0: yeah something i noticed much more in our current circumstances um there there is also a line that stuck out to me much more uh now which was that uh old rose says that to her the titanic was a slave ship because of the crew no because um it it was, like, it represented to her, like, you know, marital enslavement. Yeah. You know, it was taking her off to, like, Yeah, you know, I forgot about that
1: line. Uh, yeah,
0: it's... And I understand what she's getting at, but it just, it hits a little heavy now.
1: Yeah. Not <sighs> good. Especially considering, like, they just were like, oh, F the people in third class. We're closing the doors. They can sing.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Which, by uh, the way, uh, I think it's still kind of like that. Um, when I was on a cruise in the in the 90s uh, with my mom, uh, the bottom floors of the guests or the guests sleep um, every so often in the hallway, they would have a door that had the ability to get watertight sealed like like you see in the film. But on our floor, on like a couple floors above it, those weren't there
0: fucking hell
1: yeah that could just be a like a
0: physics thing i mean i guess it makes more sense to have it lower on the ship right but But why are you
1: selling like (laughs) don't sell guest rooms down there
0: Hmm. yeah i know um Well, anyway, well, so, you know, in in this early part, we do get a whole, you know, a little bit of upstairs, downstairs, where you see, like, you know, the steerage quarters, where everyone's in bunk beds, and then we see the upstairs, where it's, like, these amazing suites, you know? Yeah. And, you know, we get uh, some (laughs) amusing art lines, where it's like, oh, what is that, by someone named, what is it, like, Pablo Picasso, or something? Yeah. Yeah, he won't amount to nothing. I like how the the thing they do with cal is make him a complete bore, but also toss in that he like just has no appreciation for art yeah
1: well and it's it's like complete rejection of like anything thoughtful
0: yes and they really use that you know amongst all the other things to differentiate them as uh something to highlight the difference between him and jack right who yeah. we meet here as uh This is one thing, too. So we meet Leonardo DiCaprio as Jack, our brash, young hero who's very poor but wins tickets on the Titanic in a poker game on a lucky hand in poker. Well, what he thinks is a lucky hand turns out to be pretty unlucky in the end. (laughs) Um, But uh, the thing about it, too, was that just during the scene, I was kind of like, how does Rose know Jack's story?
1: Tell me what you mean.
0: Well like you know you see this kind of side scene of Jack winning this hand and it's like but this is Rose telling it so I'm like how does Rose know this scene uh, like uh, all this all the Jack scenes
1: Yeah She must have uh, heard him recount at some point Sure when, I guess when he was dying of hypothermia Yeah You just got to tell you this one thing <laughs> I won tickets I had a full
0: house he does he does explain that that happened but like you know she knows it in an awful lot of detail. Yeah. Um so uh Jack and his Ital- his very stereotypically Italian friend Fabrizio get on the ship. Oh. And uh, I know. R I P Fabrizio. Oh man. Rest in peace. Uh and we get uh we get the two of them hopping on the front of the ship throwing their arms out as it takes off, and starts to set sail, and we get one of the uh, famous lines from this movie that I was wondering if you would have known, but you didn't. Did you recognize it when he said it? I guess not. I'm the king of the world! I didn't know that was... I mean... you Even now? Yeah. You don't remember people saying that? I mean, I rem-
1: I remember uh being a kid and when you climb to the top of the playground you yell that but I, I didn't associate it with this movie in any way
0: wait so no it are you sure you're not thinking of like king of the mountain
1: uh i'm pretty sure
0: no that king w- of the king of the world is from titanic
1: no i think that w- I, I don't want to waste time on on uh, this particular discussion but <laughs> that He wasn't the first one to ever say that.
0: I'm pretty sure Leonardo DiCaprio is is the first person to ever say... James Cameron did not
1: invent that phrase.
0: Well, he certainly popularized it. Perhaps. Anyway. So, um, we get uh, a few scenes of uh, the stultifying atmosphere of first class. Uh, We all see Rose smoking.
1: Ah.
0: But yeah, so Rose... Is uh, smoking and like you know, mother doesn't approve. And then Cal uh, pulls a real Ian move and uh, <laughs> orders for her. We will both have the lamb.
1: Yeah, and then Kathy Bates speaks up and says, "You want to chew it for her too?"
0: Yeah, or something. Oh, like Kathy that. Bates is awesome.
1: Yeah, I I looked in looked into who that that person was historically.
0: The unsinkable Molly Brown.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: what did you find?
1: She was. She was actually seemed like a really, like exactly the way Kathy Bates played her,
0: a real brassy dame.
1: Yeah, she became a feminist leader afterwards.
0: There's a shock. Yeah, yeah. Um, It's also um, unclear from what I was looking at whether or not she was successful in rallying people to go, or like how successful she was getting people to try and go rescue. She,
1: she wasn't successful but uh i i guess she is credited with having actually done that
0: right hence hence the nickname so rose meets uh victor garber mr andrews the uh kindly builder of the boat and they develop a pretty good relationship which will prove uh important to her survival later um and then she has this terrible dinner with her future fiance and her terrible mother And I know, right? And uh, she's like a female Tywin Lannister.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. Um, Oh, uh, and she's also, just to throw it out, she's played by Francis Fisher. Uh, Does a really good job, I think, in this movie. Mm -hmm. Just at playing an awful, awful person. Yeah. You have to um,
1: be a good actor to pull that off.
0: Sure, yeah. Um, It's not easy being that hateable. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, easy for me, but... Yeah, yeah, you make it look effortless. But so uh so yeah, so dinner is bad enough that Rose develops a little bit of suicidal ideation and Yeah, um, that was
1: weird I thought. I thought it was kind of um r- like really you're you're willing to go that far after like a slightly unpleasant
0: meal? I mean, if you were going to marry Billy Zane, wouldn't you want to pitch yourself off the back of the Titanic?
1: Yeah, but I'm not sure how much she knew the extent of his awfulness at that point.
0: If that was your mom, wouldn't you want to pitch yourself off the back of the Titanic?
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I would. I just would have done it a long time before yeah. I was on the Titanic.
0: I, I gotta say, that I don't think is how I would want to go, though.
1: Yeah, well I guess you're hoping for the fall to kill you and not the romeo Right,
0: because yeah. what if you survive?
1: Yeah, well is hypothermia that real painful to die from?
0: I don't know, I but hear I mixed just... mixed
1: reviews.
0: <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Relatively you, speaking, you I don't know. You just go I, to sleep, don't you? I guess. I mean, so Jack describes it in this scene as pretty unpleasant. Yeah. Because uh, uh, Jack observes her and, uh, you know, explains that uh, he fell through the ice uh, in wisconsin i think somewhere in the northern united states he fell through the ice and almost died of hypothermia as a kid and he found it quite painful to go through yeah, which is he
1: said the yeah. the water was feeling as sharp as knives all over your skin and stuff but yeah. he's also trying to convince her not to kill herself so
0: i guess that's true but i just I, I think it's particularly awful to hear that story to know that he went through all of that and survived only to then die that exact way later in life right Ugh, poor Jack. Um, I don't know, I just... I think it would be terrible to, like, be in the water and see the ship steaming away from you and then eventually disappearing over the horizon and then just being floating there in the black North Atlantic. Yeah. I'm, like, ready to pee my pants just thinking about it.
1: Yeah. That doesn't bother me as much as, like, being buried alive.
0: Sure, that would suck, too. (laughs) Um... So anyway, Jack manages to convince Rose not to kill herself very smoothly, I might add. And um, she starts trying to climb back on the ship, but then slips and nearly falls anyway. It's like, imagine if she fell. (laughs) (laughs) Like like if the movie just ended right there. (laughs) Oh, man, that would have been so funny. But uh, Jack does manage to save her and get her back on the boat, but in doing so winds up in a rather comically uh, bad scenario where some crew members responding to Rose's screams come up and it looks like he was trying to rape her.
1: Yeah, (laughs) that's what I thought too.
0: Yeah. So he nearly gets arrested, but they manage to smooth things over and- for his troubles, he gets an invite to Fancy Pants Dinner.
1: Right. He was going to just give him a 20 at first.
0: <laughs> yeah. Cal was. Yeah. Ugh.
1: Thanks for not raping my wife.
0: And for saving her life. Yeah. Yeah. What What's her life worth to you? I don't know, 20 bucks. <laughs> but uh, also later that night, Cal notices that Rose looks kind of sad. So he does... The only thing he knows how to do, which is he throws money at it, and he gives her the diamond. So this is where we, in real time, first get a glimpse of the heart of the ocean, that super fancy, awesome diamond. He gives it to her as his kind of gesture of maybe this will make you happy, you know, and it speaks a lot to his inability to understand people's inner lives.
1: Right because no. that's what makes him happy
0: yeah just owning things
1: being successful and having a lot
0: yeah I mean I like nice things but yeah. I can I can also recognize when people are sad
1: yeah cause you're that. not a fucking narcissistic sociopath like this guy
0: oh my god thank you so much Usually, yeah. So, uh, Rose goes on a walk around the Titanic with Jack, and she sees some of his drawings, and they're very titillating.
1: Yes. And what was the one- the one legged whore? What was that?
0: He what he had it? some drawings of a one legged prostitute. Yes. Yeah, yeah. and uh, you know she thinks that they're quite good actually. And she starts to open up to him and get kind of taken with the idea of you know his free life. And she, she was the like, line? Teach me to ride like a man. <laughs> oh, he's gonna teach you all right. <laughs> that was my thought too.
1: Uh, um, but she was she's like it was a pretty progressive character. Like she brought up Freud at one point. Um, yeah, and you know the, the appreciation of Picasso, obviously, like. So I think that's definitely well within her character to be curious about what she views as, you know, good art.
0: Yeah, well, you know, Rose is kind of like the classic sort of like she's very sheltered and cosseted and, you know, naive, but still has like, you know, a lot of soul and curiosity about the world, you know, and, you know, she you know, is interested in things and has ideas, certainly far beyond what, you know, Cal and other members of her class, at least as depicted, are capable of. Yeah. You know, you know she mentions Freud, and the other guy is like, well, is he another passenger? But, you know, so she is naive, and, like, you know, Jack is shocking to her, and, like, occasionally yeah. she is, you know, kind of repelled by his earthiness, but at the same time, she wants that.
1: Yeah. I, one thing I'll mention is I kind of thought, you know, both of their characters are were worldly enough to be able to see the other's point of view mm. a little bit better than what was shown at first in some of the initial interactions. Like, you know, Rose would know that he is likely uneducated poor person. Things that he says may come off as rude in like a in a Duartean dinner setting but are the way other people speak without any, you know, uh, malintent.
0: Yeah, she can take and, it as it's intended.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, the, the reverse for Jack, like I would think you'd be a little bit more like Careful, or um, trying to be sensitive to what he perceives rich people to be like, <laughs> but he was kind of just himself the whole time.
0: Well, I mean, you know, he didn't like spit on the floor. Or he nothing. did.
1: Yeah, he spat out the ocean, and that. Uh,
0: no, uh, but at, well, but he didn't do that at dinner.
1: No, but I thought that was like, why does the poor person have to be like this s- disgusting slob who's just spits (laughs) teaching her how to spit
0: well you know it's funny too which is that it is disgusting but then it comes back it actually has a plot function
1: you're talking about in the car
0: (laughs) gross um no it helps her escape from cal later there's a callback to it she spits in his face yeah yeah so, uh, for all that, they're actually, they're, yeah, it's gross that she teach me to spit like a man, and I'm like, yeah. ew, but then it winds up having a point. Yeah, I know. Uh, no, you're right, though, it is a little dumb. Um, well, speaking of that dinner, so he has to go to dinner, and thank Christ, Kathy Bates helps him. Yeah. Because otherwise he was gonna be fucked.
1: Can you imagine if he showed up in the clothes he was wearing?
0: Well, I, I I wonder if that was the idea. Like when Cal offered him the invite, if the intention was to humiliate him.
1: Yeah, or maybe not humiliate per se, but more like, "Hey, everybody, get a load of this show." This like well, that's
0: humiliating.
1: Yeah, well, it's not about wanting to hurt it's about wanting to be amused
0: i mean after everything you've seen of cal in this movie well, yeah, don't you feel was, like wanting to hurt yes sort of
1: yes of in, in hindsight that's clearly what he was trying to do
0: yeah i mean i don't know i go back and forth on whether or not it was like thoughtless or deliberately cruel and i'm not really sure i guess it doesn't make a huge difference but Fortunately, Kathy Bates is there to offer him a new suit, uh, tux to wear, yeah. and uh, she is correct when she says that he does shine up like a new penny. Oh my god. He looks so hot Fan in that tux.
1: fucking tastic He's like the Kate Winslet of men.
0: He is so hot. <laughs> I mean, this is what launched Leomania, baby. Yeah.
1: Has he ever been in a... uh,
0: Threesome? Probably.
1: Oh, I'm sure he has. um, In a uh, James Bond movie? No. Because he would be a great James Bond.
0: He is not
1: British. No, you don't have to be British. Yes, you do. I'm sure he can do a British accent. Are you? I'm pretty sure he can.
0: Hmm. I don't know if I would want him to be. Bon- I mean, he's also a little, a little older now. I don't know. I got to think about it. But he 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 does look freaking great, and so great in fact that like people don't recognize him when he's coming on the deck. But um, also though, this is where like we kind of get our first like real like money shot of the Titanic ball or is it the ballroom or the yeah. the din- the the state r- whatever that room is the
1: opulence like- of it all.
0: Yeah, yeah, it all comes together, and we, like, see uh, see how nice it is. And, and, you know, what I was thinking, too, so we're having, like, you know, classy time on the Titanic, right? And I'm thinking, like, if you were in a, an equivalent situation to this now, like, would you know how to behave around rich people? Me? Yeah. Uh, like, yeah. would you be that as uncomfortable as he was?
1: No, because I work with a lot of rich people. So oh so
0: you know you know the secret handshakes and shit
1: I I I can communicate with them on their level
0: Ooh la la look no, at you No no it's
1: not it's 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 not really a skill you just get used to it ha- like talking to them on a regular basis you 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 know it's still you know the same thing like rejection of creativity misogyny homophobia
0: Uh, racism racism yeah i I mean do you have any more advice out there for our listeners who might want to be able to uh
1: talk to a rich person
0: yeah you know like if they wind up uh trying to sneak into the clubs of the rich and fabulous
1: don't talk to rich people
0: good call good call
1: but then the thing with the forks again kathy bates saving his ass
0: yeah, Kathy Bates saves him at first, but it's not enough to save him from Rose's bitch of a mother, who blows it when because he's passing up until that point. But then she's all like, "So, Jack, tell me how are the accommodations in steerage?" Oh
1: my god! I mean, just say what's your room like, even if you're if it's an honest curiosity.
0: It is not an honest curiosity. It is not
1: at all. It was like, hmm, let me just be a big fucking bitch.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. cause she wa- she's deliberately trying to undermine Rose's chances and we understand her reasons later, but still, yeah. I'm
1: not sure it was entirely clear to the family that it was a potential romantic involvement.
0: Mm, I mean, you know, Rose's mom knows Rose. So
1: I suppose, <laughs>
0: but i mean rose's mom is also a bitch to kathy bates earlier too yeah and that doesn't have any sort of like underlying well she's reason. new money it doesn't yeah. count. yeah that's just pure classism so fuck no. rose's mom they um, they earned it so not inherited it so it yeah exactly it
1: doesn't count they've had to work exactly work point, you
0: know? Um but the cool thing about Jack is that he handles himself, he handles that pretty well. He launches into his whole, like, you know, uh, extolling of hobo life speech, basically, <laughs> where he's like, I I like being free. And, you know, everyone's like, yay, cheers. And that's that. So he handles it like a champ. Mm-hmm. But then he invites Rose to the uh, steerage party.
1: Yeah, the, this is the dirty dancing. Uh,
0: yes. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Did you like that scene? Yeah, I
1: did. It actually looks like a pretty fun party. Yeah, it did. Yeah.
0: And I don't even like parties.
1: Yeah, I hate parties, but I would go to that party.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Rose gets all hungover. Cal's a dick to her. Then her mom's a dick to her. And that's where we find out her mom's true intentions, which is basically that the family's broke. So the only hope they have is that Rose marries rich Cal to save them from having to uh, work for a living. Right. Which
1: happened all the time during this time period.
0: Sure. You know, whatever. So, you know, it's it's a real... It it, it is an actual, like, Game of Thrones moment where it's like, do your duty for the family. Yeah. A, Uh, A
1: lot of it, though, was rich American women saving British men from having to work by moving like they wanted the status of being a duchess or a yeah yeah you know whatever whatever titles they get so marrying men who are, have a good name but not enough money
0: right yeah yeah no it makes sense there's also that we find time here for rose to have a quick conversation with uh victor garber where she just happens to be like hey are there enough lifeboats on this ship? Uh, and and he's like, oh, no, God, no. Yeah,
1: I kind of when they said that, I was like, I bet that's foreshadowing something.
0: Yeah, it, it just might be.
1: I'm, I'm super perceptive, though, so I don't know if most people got it.
0: Well, you know a lot about film.
1: Yeah, so I, I know how it generally works.
0: You speak yeah. the language of cinema. <laughs> But anyway, we're basically at uh, what-do-you-want time, where uh, Rose has to make her decision as to is she going to choose the oppressive, stultifying, suicide-inducing rich person life, or is she going to choose to be free and poor with Jack? And this, of course, is the incredibly gory... Uh, passion of the christ-esque crucifixion scene where jack nails rose to the front of the titanic yeah that you called in the yeah. beginning uh the the crucifixion yes the crucifixion uh, scene yes. yeah, yeah no uh, of course it is the very famous i'm flying scene yeah uh did you recognize that line i'm flying i'm flying jack yeah, no
1: i mean i knew that scene anyways
0: Oh, good, good. Uh, And also, the song comes in, yeah, too. Yeah, it's got with all its power. That was
1: that's basically like the movie is before having actually seen it is that that scene in the song.
0: Yeah, did did I mean that's probably the most overexposed moment in the entire movie. Um, Did it still work like in context?
1: I wasn't emotionally moved by it.
0: Mm. Hmm. All right. I to be honest uh even though I felt like the rest of the movie worked for me I wasn't either so much yeah um just because that that one particular moment has been so overexposed right it's and also it's kind of like the most soap opery
1: yeah it's just really I thought it was kind of silly
0: sappy yeah. yeah 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 um Anyway, so um, we check in on our framing story real quick and then we're back to the room where we get um, a real Jack versus Cal moment where, you know, Cal dismissed the Picasso, but Jack recognizes the Monet painting right away because Jack appreciates art. Yeah. And this is where we get another rather famous line from this movie. I want you to draw me like one of your French girls.
1: <laughs> have have they kissed yet at that point?
0: Yeah, they kissed on the front of the ship during the I'm flying part.
1: Okay, so this wasn't like the the friend uh situation anymore.
0: But she got, no, I it's mean clearly she, romantic.
1: She uh went right for the jugular there.
0: Yeah. Because this is
1: all over the course of, like, three days.
0: Yeah, it's happening really fast, which is kind of hilarious if you think about it, because she's, like, basically ready to throw away her entire life for him. Yeah. But uh, fun sort of, like, trivia bit about this scene is that um, this is the first scene that Leo and Kate Winslet shot together on the movie.
1: Hello, I'm Leo. Nice to meet you.
0: I'm Kate Winslet. All right. Well, I'll just lay down over here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I know, right? It's sort of like. Well, I'll just uh, shake your hand and then let's uh, let's get to it. Right? See what you got there. I, I, it is a good scene, though.
1: Yeah, and I mean the scene was quite clear, and you know it was all very clear that it was, you know, an artistic thing, not a sexual thing.
0: Yeah, and, and it's it's romantic. Yeah. Well, and in, in indeed, like, just taking away, like, the prurient sexual element of it, it was, er, like, erotic.
1: Yeah. You have to, in order to do that, you have to really see the other person.
0: Yeah. And then um, she
1: has to really trust him. And yes. allow herself to be seen.
0: Yes. Possibly for the first time in her life. Um... It does though set up what I think is the biggest laugh out loud moment of the entire movie, which is it cuts to old Rose saying it was the most erotic moment of my life. Yeah. And then you get that reverse shot of everybody. Staring. <laughs> it's like 30 people. Yeah. I kind of so rolled funny. my eyes there. I, I, I laughed out loud, even though yeah. I knew it was coming. Just the reverse shot is so funny.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, But what's also cool about it is, like, not just that it's funny, but that um, at this point, it is clear that everybody on the ship and the framing story is hanging on her every word. Right, yeah. Like, she's got, you know, no one cares about the diamond anymore. Everybody is, like, bought in, you know? Like, they're they're interested in what happens next. And this is um, 90 minutes into the film. We're about pretty much exactly halfway through the movie and this is basically where the actual like good stuff starts happening this is where the sinking plot starts to to kick in right they uh start to run away from david warner they flee through the ship the, all the way through the bowels of the ship through the engine room and everything like that they make it to that car and they have sex in the car Actually, some pretty good editing for sex scene in that, where you know he manages to make a lot of things clear without showing anything. Yeah. But then we cut to the outside, and we get the guys in the crow's nest. You know, one of them can smell ice. Yeah. Know. I, don't know if, I don't know if you know that, but um, uh, they pop out. They pop out from the car. Rose tells Jack when the ship docks. I'm getting off with you.
1: She just got off. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Nailed it. Hell you. High five. (laughs) Um, but seriously, here we go because we get the big old line from the trailer. Iceberg right ahead. Yeah. Um, so,
1: uh, this this was the other part that I was surprised about is it's an hour and a half of destruction. It's not just like the yeah, last Yeah, you thought 15- it was
0: only going to be about 20 minutes. Yeah, I I it's half the movie is the actual sinking. Yeah, you were you were dead wrong about that.
1: Yeah, but no, I I
0: thought it was really cool. Yeah. I mean, what did you so what did you think of this whole second half? So the whole second half
1: uh was better than the first half. Oh, yeah, um, it is. It, it, was just, it was just a really great spectacle to watch.
0: Yeah, it, it is. Including th- this one scene, like just the, the attempt to miss the iceberg is very exciting. Yeah. Even though you know it's not going to work out, it uh, y- y- you kind of feel yourself like hoping.
1: Yeah, you s- there's something in the back of your mind that's preventing you from not giving up.
0: yeah. You're like maybe this time, (laughs) but unfortunately, uh, at least on this watch through, uh, they did not miss it, and uh, they they get gutted like a fish going past that iceberg. Well, that Um, was
1: that was the mistake, right? If they had hit it head on, they wouldn't have sunk.
0: You know, the thing is, the way it's depicted in this movie, at least that thing is so big. I wonder if they'd run right into it, the whole fucking thing would have just caved in right there and they would have sunk in an instant.
1: No, well, this is another, like, one of those History Channel documentaries I've seen where they, like, they break it down and you have, like, structural engineers taking a look and they made the suggestion that they likely would have been fine if they had just hit it head on. It was Hmm. the scraping. Um, yeah, knocking just... loose the paneling and the bolts and everything that doomed it.
0: Yeah, I also wonder too. I didn't wind up looking this up, but I wonder if this is if this is where the phrase "tip of the iceberg" comes from. Because I mean, this story is how everybody knows that there's so much more of an iceberg underwater. I don't know. Yeah, neither do I? I should have looked it up, but I ran out of time. Well, so th- the ship is ripped open and starts to sink, and we see uh, that becomes apparent earliest under you know down in the lower decks and uh what i think is usually probably the smartest thing to do if you think a ship is sinking follow the rats yeah when all those rats are fleeing it's like how do they how do they know rats are smart (laughs) the whole crew gets together and they they have a powwow about what's going to happen and they determine that the ship is going to sink. Um, the, the asshole from the White Star line who'd been pushing for them to keep going faster and faster the whole time uh, recklessly. He can't believe it. He's like, it can't sink. And yeah. Victor Garber gets the cool line. He's like, she's made of iron, sir. I assure you she can. So they determine that they have an hour before the ship is gonna sink, maybe two, and fuck,
1: yeah so um, so
0: much for all your confidence,
1: yeah, it's almost worse, you know, well, it's obviously worse, having to have the experience drawn out over the course of a two hours,
0: you'd rather you, you, just get it over with, just
1: just like explode the ship.
0: Mm. Yeah. Um well in the meantime, as we're discovering that the ship is doomed, uh we get our little melodrama playing out where um Cal and his uh goon, David Warner, frame Jack for trying to steal the diamond. Yeah. Such I a dick move.
1: Dick move, and I also didn't really like that as a plot element. Oh, really? Yeah. We already knew he was a dick. We already knew that they're going to somehow try to survive the the shipwreck. I don't know; it just didn't really do anything for me.
0: Yeah, but they got to pad out the runtime somehow. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> do they? <laughs> no, they don't. Um, well, it, not only do we know Cal's a dick because he frames Jack, but we also find out that he's a slapper. Yeah. Do not approve um yeah. we also uh get a little bit more class stuff where we see the differences in evacuation between the upper decks and the lower decks yeah excuse me miss but if you wouldn't mind please put on something nice and go over there the versus like "Oi, get the fuck up and
1: get out of here <laughs> yeah
0: yeah yeah. Like... Tra- treated like the
1: dogs that they are <laughs> exactly. poor our people
0: We go up to the decks, and uh, Victor Garber tells Rose that the ship is going to sink, and he also reminds her, he says, do you remember what I told you about the lifeboats? Yeah. Very pointedly. And it's like, oh, fuck. And, you know, speaking of the lifeboats, the crew starts loading them up, and they decide uh, women and children first.
1: Okay, I agree with that. Do you? With women and children first?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think so.
1: I, mean, I think it should be children first then women, maybe. But yeah, women and children first. Yeah, of course.
0: Yeah. So it turns out I used to think that women and children first was like a rule. But as it turns out, it's not a rule. It's just a custom.
1: Mm. So well, I mean, you don't actually have
0: a... to follow that. I guess so. But.
1: You're a terrible person if you don't.
0: Well, right. so so this brings up something that I was thinking about a lot during the watching of this movie, which is sort of like um, h- how you would kind of personally deal with this situation. Mm-hmm. And you know, so I mean, okay, so there's there's women and children first. Would you? I, I, I mean, would you be able to? basically accept your own... Because we're both adult men, so would you yeah. be able to accept your own death in order to follow that norm?
1: Uh, yeah, if I had to get my wife and son onto a lifeboat and there wasn't enough room for a third, I would do that without hesitation.
0: Well, I mean, that makes sense because it's your family. Um yeah. But let's let's take that out of the equation. Let's say yeah. it's not your family. Let's say it's just other you know it's 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 strangers now you're just following and i'm, and I'm single
1: yeah or, or even
0: like you know they're not there it's just you
1: yeah so if, if i single no wife no kids i i could still do it pretty easily i'd probably want to kill myself anyways at that point um <laughs> <laughs> uh if i had a wife and kid at home uh then I would probably feel very conflicted because on the one hand, you know... Uh, You're responsible for them? I'm responsible. Like, now my son isn't going to have his dad anymore. Mm-hmm. You know? That's and an so interesting like, way of thinking about so it. So, like...
0: I, I hadn't thought would, of that.
1: wouldn't be for the sake of me wanting to live. It would be for the sake of me... Not wanting to take uh, my son's dad away.
0: Sounds like coward talk to me. <laughs> no, um, I, I'm just joking. Yeah, I, but I I'd still
1: probably, I'd still probably end up doing the. You know, it's like if I worked as a firefighter, I, you know, I, I would still be going into burning buildings. regardless. Well, but I mean,
0: you know, but. You know, you don't have that job, you know, you have a a job where you're much uh, safer on the day to day. So, you know, I I, I also I feel like I'd be able to follow it much more easily at the beginning versus, you know, at the end when it's like the panic sets in.
1: Well, yeah, and and I'm talking about what I'd like to think that I would do.
0: Yeah, well, exactly that
1: when you're actually in a situation like who knows
0: god only knows how you'd react yeah. I, I know yeah. I, I recognize that too yeah. you know i would, totally I, w- I was just thinking about it you know because i i have no and that's the thing i have no idea how i would actually face it in that situation because you get you know there's so there's the guy the the asshole uh white star rep who's kind of like made out to be responsible for the accident he gets on the boat and gets away You know, and for the rest of his life, he was branded as a coward. The real person? Yeah. Oh. Um, Well, yeah. And, you know, honestly, would that enter into your thinking, too, where it's like, I could escape, but then the rest of my life, I'm going to be branded as a coward. Like, you know, would you actually be thinking about that in that moment?
1: I don't think so. No, I think that's more flight or fight or flight type situation Hmm. you know if it's mass chaos you've gotten a few women and children onto the boats you don't see anyone else in need of help immediately around you other than other men i'm all you know i'm going on that boat
0: yeah i mean i don't know I, i i i like to flatter myself and think that i would live up to the best of human nature but who knows yeah, you know. There's well, all, uh, go ahead.
1: Uh, no, I was gonna say. I mean, like that's having already fulfilled those obligations, and it, if it's just a bunch of other dudes, you know, who oh, are. Well, once it's it, once it's, it's between
0: e- me and other men, like I'll gouge someone's eyes out. And yeah, get that's that what that,
1: that's what I'm saying. Oh, like yeah. I'm not gonna give it up for another guy for this.
0: No, like, I, I I was more saying like, would you be able to like hold yourself back if there were still women and children oh, left, and but they're strangers to you? I'd like to think yes. Hmm. I, I mean, me too. I I would like to think yes, but again, who knows? Um, there's also kind of the related question that you kind of get to a little bit later in the movie as the ship finally sinks, which is um, there's kind of a threshold moment where. You kind of have to make the decision between um, you are fighting as hard as you can, tooth and nail, to survive no matter what, versus I've accepted my fate and now I'm going to try and just face it with as much grace and dignity as I possibly can. So you get like some kind of a few contrasting ways of facing death in those like final single moments. Yeah, we'll get to we'll get to them too. But um, you know, it's like when would I be able to do that, and if so, when would I? Yeah. When would that threshold be crossed for me? And again, like, would I even be able to like face death that bravely? <laughs> you know. Yeah. I don't know. Um. Don't know. But anywho, so the ship is see- sinking, and speaking of the band, the band starts to play at this point because uh, it'll help keep everybody calm because it, you know. Gives a bit of sense of normalcy, but the ship is already well underwater. You know, we get we get kind of one of those those distance shots, and the the ship is sinking, man. Yeah, like it's it's going down fast. Um, Rose's mom gets on a lifeboat, and th- like the bitch that she is, she wants a first class lifeboat.
1: Were there first class what lifeboats?
0: I mean, not in principle, but possibly in practice but they
1: gave preference to first class
0: people yeah seemed like it yeah. um yeah. rose jumps <laughs> jumps down her throat mentioning that half the people on the boat are gonna die Cal responds by saying not the better half <sighs> which dick thing to say but also pretty good line yeah oh. that's that's his character in a nutshell i know right but Rose uh, has a pretty good rejoinder to that a few lines later where, in reference to Jack, she says, uh, I'd rather be his whore than your wife. Ouch. I know, right? And then she spits in his face. Nice spit yeah. callback. Yeah. yeah. So Jack is locked in the hold of the ship. Um, terrible way to die if he'd gone out that way. Yeah. Goddamn. Um. Here's the th- So you're handcuffed like there. Do you think you'd have been able to break your hand in order to get out in that situation?
1: I really don't know.
0: Yeah, me I, either.
1: I've never been in in a situation remotely close to that where you know there's stories of people cutting off their own legs with a pocket knife or yeah, whatever. I I, I can't imagine ever being in able to do that. But there's something probably just chemically that, that occurs in your brain that wills you to do it. If you have the right brain chemicals, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, um, I, I, I don't so I, I have no idea. I've never been under that m- amount of stress.
0: Yeah. Same. Um, well, fortunately for him, uh, Rose comes to his rescue. Um, she comes down into the bottom of the sinking ship and she gets a hold of an ax and um, could you trust a girl to axe you free of a handcuff?
1: Yeah. Yes. In that situation.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I guess take... you have no choice, but dude, she closes her eyes.
1: Yeah. I'll take my chances with the axe. If she misses, hopefully it's in my head. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, well, fortunately, she doesn't miss and she axes him free of the cuffs. Um they go out into the... Uh, she she's, she comes down into this flooded corridor, which every time she enters it is getting more and more flooded. And, dude, fuck. That flooded corridor is fucking scary. But Like, the second time when she comes in, when it's even, like, more flooded, and, like, the lights are flickering, and, the like, there's really good sound effects work here, where, like, the ship... Like, the groaning of the ship mm-hmm. all around, like you know and and like the the sparks and everything dude that 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 scene down there is freaky as fuck even now
1: yeah no it was it was like a natural natural disaster flick
0: yeah it was
1: like apocalyptic
0: yeah um and we keep cutting, too, to these sort of, like, it's wrong, it's not exactly an establishing shot, but these, like, distance shots of the Titanic from the outside where you see the progressive sinking of it. And, like, it's intense seeing it going down, like, you know, you see how much farther in yeah. it's going. Oh, and there's also uh, a couple of shots that I really like, which is um the, these v- even more distant, these very far out shots where you just see kind of like the speck of the ship lit up on the all-black ocean?
1: Uh, I'd have to go back and look, but I I remember being, you know, very impressed with the visuals of this whole section.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, all right. So they get free, and um, they start trying to get from the bottom of the ship back up to the top, but um, order is starting to break down, especially given that uh, their the crew is basically holding all of the third, the lower class people down in the ship and trying to get let they're not letting them up and off. You know mm-hmm. how horrible.
1: Yeah. Well, they're they know there's not en- enough lifeboats for everybody.
0: Yeah, and you kind of understand where they're coming from, where it's like if if order breaks down and every if shit breaks down and everybody gets loose. And like, you try and storm the lifeboats. Like it, all is lost for everybody. But at the same yeah. time, it's like on the other side, like they're being trapped down there like animals.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, I'm not uh, a proponent <laughs> of the practice, but uh, yeah. Yeah. That was, it, it's ice cold.
0: Yeah. Um, But, you know, nonetheless, order is breaking down on the top too, where people are starting to realize just how desperate things are and they're starting to attack the boats and, you know, progressively more desperate actions are having to be taken to defend these lifeboats and it's starting to get scary up there.
1: Right. So all these, uh, you know, prim and proper rich people are all of a sudden in a situation that poor people find themselves in regularly in being having to work hard to survive. Um, and they are the ones that are becoming vulgar. Now,
0: all these good people, when shit hits the fan, they'll eat each other. (laughs) Also, also a movie featuring scenes with a boat. Um, I keep thinking like, so, the water is freezing, right? Like it's freezing cold and you'll die of hypothermia. Yeah. How long can you live in that water before you die of hypothermia?
1: I think like a, like a half an hour maybe. I'm not
0: sure. I think it was quicker than that. I mean, we saw how quickly people died in the movie. It seemed like it was quicker than half an hour. Well, what what I was thinking is that um if I was what I watching at this time, I was imagining that rather than trying to storm the lifeboat, an option would be, as the ship goes down and the waterline comes up, forget the lifeboats that are being lowered. Um, Get a hold of something that floats. You know, something wooden. So, like, a chair, a table. I mean, you've got the life vest, too. But, like, get something else also. Because, you know, you see, like, throughout the ship, they're, like, running past all the, like, dining shit, you know, so there's, like, tables and chairs all over the place. Yeah. Grab that, jump in the water, and basically try and get yourself to one of the lifeboats that are already out there. That
1: that would and be a smart move. I try just and don't beg know yourself if you're, on board. Yeah, right. I don't know if you're in the right frame of mind to think of that in the moment. Oh, but, I
0: mean, I'm sure I wouldn't have been. But that that, that yeah. was just like one. I was like, maybe that's an option. You know, like watching that. And now you have that in your back pocket if you're ever in that situation going right. forward.
1: And you have to time it well because the 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 ship is going to create suction and take. Oh yeah. You know nearby items with it.
0: Yeah. Well, you, you would have to do it before it goes down.
1: Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Um,
0: um, so I'm, if the water temperature
1: is near freezing death in as little as 15 minutes. Oh, but if the water me. temperature is, let's say the water temperature is uh, 10 degrees Celsius,
0: um, um, it's
1: as little as one hour. Oof.
0: Also I feel like the fact that it's salt water makes it worse. Well it
1: is cuz it makes it it doesn't freeze even though it's at temperatures below freezing.
0: Well and also I just I find being in salt water kind of unpleasant. It burns your eyes, dude. Yeah, I suppose. So <laughs> so this is the point where that white star official gets off the boat like a coward. But in contrast to him, Rose is on a lifeboat is getting off a ship And she gets back on the ship. Mm -hmm. What are you doing, girl?
1: She's in love.
0: Well, Leo sums it up pretty well in this scene where she gets up to him and he's like, he says, you're so stupid, Rose. (laughs) Because she is. She's so stupid. I get you're in love, but like, oh, my God.
1: Well, she was going to kill herself anyways. I guess that's true if if she didn't go back so
0: yeah um, well anyway well seeing this causes uh cal to finally flip his shit so he goes for the uh the all-american gun solution and uh we get a little bit of a chase through the titanic uh and shoot a bit of a shootout which is very exciting i don't know if that's true to history i don't know if there was actually uh, any gunplay on the actual titanic i don't know well who knows um, but what I do like is that he realizes in this moment that his one act of fake chivalry cost him the incredibly valuable diamond, yeah. which is that he put his coat <laughs> on Rose and he had the fucking diamond in the pocket. So uh-huh. fuck you, right,
1: motherfucker.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately for Rose and Jack, they've been chased back into the bowels of the sinking Titanic, which is now flooding really fucking fast. They attempt to save a child. It doesn't go well. The kid fucking dies. What happened with that child? I forgot, actually. They grab him, and they try to save him, but then the kid's dad comes up, and is kind oh. of a dick about it, to tell you the oh, truth. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah, that's right. He takes him away like, what are you doing? That's my kid.
0: I know. Um, But uh, he runs the wrong way, and so they get uh, swamped right, by right, 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 all right, the money. Right, so right, pre- right. presumably they're dead. Um, They get trapped by a gate, uh, one of the what, the employees tries to get him out, but then he's like, "Oi! I dropped the keys. I'm an
1: idiot, bro! You motherfucker! dropped the keys! You dropped the keys! Uh, what the fuck is wrong with you? I'm sorry. I dropped
0: the keys. You dropped so, the fucking keys! What an idiot! But you know, fortunately, Jack is not an idiot, so he manages to get them out. Um." And also just, man, the water effects in this movie are really fucking good. Like, water is not an easy element to work with in filmmaking. Yeah. And, like, the water effects are really goddamn good in this movie.
1: No, it was really good.
0: Yeah. But, uh, so, the boat is basically almost sunk by this point. Cal, speaking of ways you would save yourself, Cal has the brilliant idea of using a baby to escape. Not bad. Uh, I guess. Oh, what? Like you're above it? (laughs) I mean, I
1: would have got the baby on the lifeboat.
0: And and what, you would have just put the baby on the lifeboat and stayed behind? Mm,
1: Yeah. He has no redeemable qualities whatsoever. He's a very one-dimensional character.
0: He saved a baby, Ian. Uh, yeah, he did uh anyway um the ship is now ready to sink and now we get um all of the actual moments where we see people's character in the face of actually facing death so victor garber mr andrews the person who built the titanic he gets the rather heartbreaking line uh i'm sorry i didn't build you a stronger ship rose which is uh really sad um and he chooses to stay behind and go down with the ship. The captain heads to the bridge in order. Yeah, to he
1: really did stay down. He go down with the ship.
0: Yes, he did. Yeah. Um, the uh, the rich guy Guggenheim. This is sort of what I was thinking about when I was talking about the uh, the choice of whether to escape or not. Guggenheim says uh they're like, "Don't you want to try to escape?" And he says. I'm dressed in my best and I'm prepared to go down as a gentleman, but I would like a brandy. I I just thought like, I wish I could do that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like if I had the balls to face death so well, like, yes. But then we get um, the moment that this is where, when I saw this movie in the theaters for the very first time, when I was younger, this is where I cried. And it's when the band decides to keep playing. Yeah. Oh my god.
1: That that really happened.
0: Well, I I cried again this time too. No. Like that that is that is the the most emotional moment in the movie for me personally. I don't know right. how you no, felt about it,
1: but completely selfless.
0: And just such a beautiful moment, like, of solidarity and acceptance and, like, I don't know, I just, it it, it hits me every time. When I see it on TV, too, I, like, if yeah. I know that scene is close, I'll stick around just because it's my favorite part of the entire film.
1: Yeah. I don't know. It sounds like this moved you emotionally a lot more than it did me.
0: Well, in a few moments. We see a few other people who die, so that Irish family you didn't notice goes down with the ship, and then you see the ship start to tip, Mm -hmm. and the back of the boat comes out of the water. Uh, Poor Fabrizio, uh, Jack's Italian friend, dies when the smokestack goes and falls right on top of him. Um, Jack and Rose have fled to the back of the boat. They realize they're about to die right where they first met, which is on the back of the Titanic. Um, The lights fail and go out, and the ship fucking breaks in half. Yeah. And it's, just from a technical special effects standpoint, it's fucking amazing. That was awesome. Yeah, this part where the ship breaks and falls back into the water. Um, Then the ship starts getting dragged down. It goes upright again. Rose is on the back of the boat. She looks straight down into the ocean, and it sinks.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, down it goes. Um, uh, You know, so there's the thing about um, when ships go down, they create suction that pulls you under. Uh, I watched a Mythbusters where they busted that as not actually true. However... I think that if you are dealing with something with the mass of the Titanic, it would still hold. It it'll still pull you down at least some. You know, that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, the MythBusters were doing it with a much smaller boat. Whereas if you di- if you were on the back of the Titanic like Rose was, I'm willing to bet it would still suck you down some. Right, because. Uh- it's so fucking it, big. It,
1: it, yeah, it it displaces the water, and then the water from the surrounding areas flows into the yeah. area where the boat is and right. makes like a
0: yeah. hole. Right. Um, and I just, I find that concept very terrifying, the idea of being uh, pulled under like that. Like it's uh, beyond drowning, uh, the concept of being pulled under water uh like that I, I find absolutely uh terrifying. So it just it really freaks me out. But Rose uh winds up back on the surface amongst a huge mass of people all screaming and yelling and it's just horrible. That is another thing I was thinking of too when I mentioned trying to get off the boat beforehand where I was just sort of like you want to not be in that mass. Right. Because like with everybody, thra- I mean, I know you're all going to die anyway, but like with all that thrashing around, like the other people around you are going to be like grabbing at you like they- they're going to drown you.
1: Yeah, well, they that guy tried to use her as a flotation device.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, I know it's all kind of useless. So like, whatever. But yeah, uh, to-, to be amidst all of that would be horrible. Yeah. But Rose somehow winds up on a door.
1: That is extremely lucky.
0: It, it sure is. And um, this uh, this opens up a moment of controversy in the history of this movie. Yeah. So uh, amongst people who've seen the movie Titanic, there is an awful lot of debate about whether or not Rose could have shared this door with Jack. Because no, Jack but... dies because he's still in the water. And people right, are like, but... there was enough room on this door for both no, of them. No, but
1: initially he was getting on it and then it, tipped over and started to sink a little so i thought they were pretty clear that it wouldn't support both
0: i'm with you the 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 door would not have supported both of them
1: but they 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 literally showed that it would not support both of them
0: and i think that's pretty clear too and so i i find this controversy a little annoying and so i'm glad we're on the same page about this even if they weren't clear about it in the movie, it's just sort of like that, like, Rose clearly is, like, a tiny girl and mm-hmm. is is not even really, like, fully out of the water on this door. It's just sort of, like, keeping her a little bit afloat. Yeah. You know, like, if Jack got on that thing, it, they're not being helped. Right. You know, so what are you talking about? Right. So, Anyway good i'm glad i'm glad we're on the same page here yeah you would
1: think there would be more uh more debris around
0: yeah but i don't know no I, I guess like you know it could have gotten like sort of scattered as the ship sort of like went under and also like i'm sure maybe plenty of it was like still inside the boat yeah yeah uh so off in the lifebo- lifeboats uh molly Kathy Bates tries to rally everyone to go save everybody, but she gets shot down, and so no one comes to help.
1: Yeah, and a lot of the lifeboats were only half half filled. So, in addition to not having enough, they didn't even fully utilize the ones they like they did have because the first class people didn't want to share.
0: Disapprove. Yeah, and so Jack dies.
1: Yeah, so I just looked it up. Uh, apparently, if you die of hypothermia, yeah, you you do have sort of like a blissful experience. I've heard that end.
0: too. You kind of like you feel warm, like it's an illusion, but you sort of like it's peaceful.
1: Yeah, you you'll fall in and out of consciousness and enter like a dreamlike state. Yeah, before you die. So.
0: Okay. So not terrible.
1: I mean, as far as ways to go,
0: it's not the absolute worst. No, which is
1: I would I would say it's better than average.
0: It beats getting eaten by a shark. It
1: it beats like lung cancer.
0: It beats getting set on fire. Oh God! Yes, yeah. It beats quicksand Mm mm-hmm should we go on listing forms of death that it beats
1: let's just make that the rest of the show
0: yeah uh (laughs) well so before jack dies though he makes rose promise that uh she'll live life to the fullest you know and she says that she will and that she'll never let go Mm Hmm. had you heard that one i'll never let go no oh man you just you really hadn't heard shit from this movie had you
1: no, I told you that, and
0: yeah, but like we the, watched it. This was the biggest movie ever, and quotes from it are floating out there in the culture all over the place. That's why it's we're not doing weird this po- to think that you might have heard "I'm King of the World." That's not made up for this movie. It totally was. All right. Well, anyway, Jack's dead, so Rose whistles herself up a rescue, mm-hmm. um, and she makes it to America, and then we suddenly remember that, oh, yeah, there's a framing story. We find out that Cal killed himself in 1929 after the market crash, which, uh, good. His poor stocks. I know. The only thing he ever truly loved. Yeah. And uh, we find out that Rose took Jack's name. So she was Rose Dawson, and that's why there was no record of her survival. Right, Um, And then...
1: And then, uh, so her granddaughter was named after her, Rosario Donson.
0: Yes, exactly. And that's why she is the actress who plays her granddaughter in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's how she got her big break. It's her first film. But the point is, everybody's learned a valuable lesson. Uh, Bill Paxton isn't interested in the diamond anymore because he's learned how important the true story of the Titanic was. And it's a good thing, too, because Old Rose then proceeds to throw this priceless diamond that she still has into the fucking ocean.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure what that accomplishes. Me either, buddy. Like, just sell it. You know? I (laughs) mean,
0: I guess the idea, Ian, is that there's more important things than money and material stuff, and it's about... Yes. We're just being a
1: couple of cows here. 100% agree, but it's already in your hand.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And has been for like 80 years. 80
1: years. You don't have to demonstrate that lesson by throwing it away.
0: You could put it in a museum and let generations marvel at it and its beauty. You could
1: create like a scholarship or a, some sort of charity program with with it
0: give it to this man who has spent 3 years of his life searching for it yeah give it to your granddaughter who like yeah, yeah. it looks like she's doing fine but clearly isn't rich
1: she's not rich and then she'll have kids and then they could can... Pass it down generation and generation.
0: Have you ever heard of the concept of a family heirloom? Something of yours they might want to hold on to to remember you by?
1: Or not even that. Just sell it for, you know, however many millions of dollars it is. Put it in a high interest savings account and live off the interest.
0: Throw yourself into the ocean, you selfish bitch. Yeah. Anyway, um yeah save the
1: rainforest (laughs) i
0: know well anyway she throws the diamond into the goddamn ocean and that's the end of the movie the end that was titanic what'd you think
1: i think it was a very good movie yeah uh i don't think it was a great movie
0: no it's not a great movie but i think it's very good I think it's very good. I agree. I, I I was honestly surprised how well it held up. Yeah. Like, it had kind of lost its luster in my memory, and I guess because of overexposure over time. and be, You know, it's like, it's, it's titanic. Yeah. You know, but like, actually watching it, I was like, surprised. I was kind of like, you know, this is, this is good.
1: I enjoyed watching it. Oh,
0: ah, cool. Well, um... Here's just a couple fun things about it. So I want to ask you, uh, the budget, Ian, was $200 million. Do you want to guess the box office? Um, $2 billion. Its initial theatrical run was just under that, $1.8 billion. Uh, right. It appears that to this point it's a little bit over that, uh, $2.1 billion. Biggest movie of all time. Till that point, up until it was uh, overtaken by Avatar, just a little bit later. But uh, I wanted to talk about uh, awards, too, just because um, So it got 14 Oscar nominations, which ties the all-time record, and it won 11 Oscars, which also ties the all-time record. Mm -hmm. Um, It won for Art Direction, Visual Effects editing costume design sound sound editing original score cinematography director original song and best picture wow yeah um it's so like i said it tied for the most wins at 11 it's the second movie to do that after ben-hur and 59 it would later be tied in 2003 again By Return of the King, which means that Bernard Hill, who's Theoden, has been in two of the three movies that have the most Oscar wins ever. Damn. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Yeah. And then also, leaving aside the Oscars, uh, My Heart Will Go On by Celine Dion, won Best Original Song at the Oscars, but at the Grammys... We also have Record of the Year, Song of the Year, Best Song Written for a Motion Picture, and Best Female Vocal Performance. And the Titanic soundtrack was the best-selling album of 1998.
1: I believe it. It was... was, Inescapable? you You cannot get away from it.
0: No, I know. I remember it. It was omnipresent that song it
1: it was so i think that's one of the reasons i never watched it it was just so brutal to have to live in that environment
0: i know and it's kind of like unfair to it in a way because it's not really that bad it's just like it was so overplayed that you came to hate it yeah yeah i i feel you yeah well anyway ian this brings us to the very end which is the question do you feel like this movie was better late in that there's something essential about it where you had to see it in order to be a fully-fledged movie viewer? Or is it a never where you feel like you can go your whole life without ever really needing to see this film? Titanic, what say you? Yeah,
1: so I'll say better late, but having this movie, if I had never seen this movie... I don't know if I would have minded. Okay. So I guess it's better late. Like, I'm glad I saw something that everybody's seen. Right.
0: Yeah. But I mean, it doesn't really sound like you had a very strong emotional reaction to the film.
1: I did not And that's what, that's why I'm holding back a little bit. Um, it didn't like, um, it just didn't get to me. And I, you know, Maybe it's unfair because, you know, I, I consciously rejected it for so long. Yeah.
0: So it I sounds to me more kind of like you're you're more glad to have caught up with it just because it's something that was like so big and iconic. You're kind of glad to finally have yeah. it under your belt.
1: That and and it was a good movie. Oh yeah. It, oh, yeah. And it you know especially the the disaster shots like oh oh
0: yeah the second half is way stronger than the first yeah
1: it was it was you know well done i just don't know if i would think of it as like this is this is this is film you know this is a great film
0: yeah in a way that's sort of why i feel like it's not surprising to me that it's the biggest movie of all time because it's like i watch it and i'm like this is good it's in fact it's very good but yeah. it's also, it's like, it's not so artistic yeah. that it's alienating to yeah. a mass audience.
1: Yeah, it it comes, comes up short on sort of the, the, the artistic side of it.
0: It's got mass appeal. And there's nothing yeah. wrong with that, by the way.
1: Yeah, it, it, technical elements, phenomenal. Just not a great work of art.
0: Fair. Well... Hey, man, it was great talking about Titanic with you. I'm kind of glad to have seen it again now from beginning to end. I was surprised at how much I enjoyed giving it this kind of second dedicated watch through.
1: So when are we doing Eternal Sunshine?
0: Well, Ian, that all depends. How are you going to watch it?
1: Uh, I am going to... Uh, watch it. I'm going to buy a new TV, uh, have it delivered, of course, Uh, wipe it down with Lysol, and put it up in my living room and watch it.
0: Okay. Well, in that case, we can watch Eternal Sunshine next, and we will do it right away. But of course, if I find out you're lying to me, then we're going to be doing Requiem for a Dream next. Ah! I know. Well, for all you listeners out there, if you enjoyed this podcast and if you have any feedback, please email me at betterlatethanneverpod at gmail.com or tweet at me at betterlate underscore pod. And that is all for this week. Ian, I guess I'll see you for eternal sunshine. All
1: right. Thank you.
0: All right. I'll catch you later. And for all of you out there in listener land, I will catch you next time. Peace.